this series the past couple weeks, um, looking through Acts 2 um, in the early church and how that applies to us today um, as we figure out how to do church in this crazy, crazy world. Um, we just have to be reminded that, again, um, it is not just the people that knit this place together. Um, it is the head of our church. It is King Jesus. Um, it's the Holy Spirit moving through through our hearts, through our minds, um, changing us um, to a space where it's not just a, a social club, a friend group, um, anything like that. He is continuously making us new each and every day. Um, and so let's just sing this song, calling out for the Spirit to just be upon this room, um, this church, um, for us to feel his presence today. Spirit sound. Spirit sound, rushing wind, fire of God, fall within, Holy Ghost, breathe on us, we pray. As we repent, turn from sin, revival ember smoldering, breath of God, fan into
battles, God, distractions at your feet. Um, We know that you rule our bodies, you rule our church, um, you rule your people, um, and we thank you that we get to be um, subjects, that we get to be children under a God who is merciful, um, who's full of grace, um, who comes to us um, even when we're not looking. seek us out, that you're coming to save the lost, um, even the one. And so this morning we pray for your presence to be felt, um, not just upon us, um, not just upon Christian Lehman Church, um, but on our friends, on our families, across the Bay Area, across this nation, the world, um, through all of the chaos and the stress. You rule. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, church. You may be seated. Um, all right. Well, if this is your first time, uh, we're really glad to see you here. Um, we're now going to uh, have some time of community life and run through our announcements. Good morning, CLC. Happy Sunday. My name is Yvonne G, and I hope you've had a wonderful weekend and are looking forward to um, the coming week. It's been beautiful weather. Would you say that it's been a great sunny week? Kind of cloudy a little bit? All right. Okay, so I'm here for another captivating installment of Community Life. Simply put, the mission statement here at CLC is to make disciples that love God, love people, and add a pepper. Okay, so one way we do that is to seek connecting with you. So if this is your first time joining us, as Josh said, welcome everyone here. I want to welcome you as well. There are a couple ways to um, connect with us. The first thing is you can go online to our website at www.christianlayman.org forward slash connect and fill out that contact form. Or you can email us and send us uh, a note at info at christianlayman.org and we will get back to you and share some more information about our church. So thank you again for coming and we're welcome to have you here. And if you've been here with us before, I'm moving us into our fan favorite segment of Quow, question of the week. So... Did you guys know that today is World Emotion, oh, oh not Emotion Day, World Emoji Day? <laughs> so, for those of us, do, do we have Facebook up and running? Yeah? Yes! All right. My Facebook family, go into the chat and tell us what's the, what's the one emoji that captures who you are and what, what is that? What would it be? And for folks here, 
My emoji is that facepalm one. I do that facepalm one a lot, okay? So let's move on with the announcements, okay? The first one is it's communion. So after you finish telling about what your, your emoji is, go ahead and rush off to your kitchen and pantry area and grab your provisions for communion. We're going to be taking it uh, later today at the second half of this morning service. So make sure you go and grab something. Mission prayer time. It's with Dave Fong, a, a longtime friend of CLC's on Tuesday, um, J- July 19th. It's mid-July already. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Please join us this upcoming Tuesday at 830 for our monthly missions prayer time. And it is with campus ministry partner Dave Fong of Berkeley's WACF. Swing by Zoom to learn more about how COVID has changed college fellowship, what the challenges and hopes are for AACF at Berkeley, and how we can pray and support Dave and his ministry. The third thing, and this is actually really exciting, it's 100 for 100, the donation campaign. So the Soju team, also known as CLC's social justice team, is on a campaign to raise $10,000. And rather than have a couple people or maybe 10 people, um, the challenge is to have each one of us, everyone here and those of you out there in the cyber world, put kick in $100 and, and raise, t- if 100 of us donate $100 and we raise $10,000, then CLC is going to match another $10,000 and we will raise $20,000 for social justice ministries that that thank God for his goodness. So please go ahead and do that. We have between now and November. And if there's any questions, please reach out to Pastor Ben. And last but not least, it's our upcoming CLC 201 is mission strip. How many of you have gone before? Raise your hands, raise your hands. Yeah, almost all of us in this room. Okay, so it's time. It's time to come and build a family, build a home for a family in Tijuana, Mexico, and learn about how, um, learn about God's heart for the world. So I can attest there are no skills required. I am not handy at all. And all are welcome, adults, youth, kids, especially those who haven't gone before. So sign up is about a month from now, the due date. So sign up by August 21st at the table after service for the foyer in the foyer or online. And you can reach out to Gordon Wang if you have any questions. Okay. And now I'd like to invite Pastor Ben. Do we dismiss the kids? All right, kids, go to youth. See you later. <laughs> and let's pass, invite Pastor Ben up. Thank you very much, Yvonne. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, one of the things that I am really looking forward to about the TJ trip is that um, we are going to be going with a, another church, uh, Oakland Worship Center. And um, I, I don't know about you guys, but it's it's always a... Uh, a pleasure, a thrill to be partnering up with another church. And this church we've been actually partnering up and they're going to be coming to our picnic in September. And so hopefully that you guys would sign up. Uh, last year we, we waited into the last minute, right? Last minute, but uh, we would love to, actually Gordon would love to have people just sign up on August 21st and that's it. Okay, no more. Okay, we can't take any more because you know what? Everybody signed up. I think 27 is the maximum that we're going to be able to take so 
please uh, sign up for our TJ trip uh, 2022. Hey, good morning, uh, church. Uh, it is so good to be in person. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed that I wasn't here last week. Um, I, I was actually um, in my house uh, passing a kidney stone. And I'm going to share a little bit about that during my sermon, but oh my gosh, it was the most painful thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. But I just want to say it is so good to be in person. I know that Pastor Wayne last week asked the question, is it better to worship together in person or is it, is it better to, you know, view online? Now, you know, you, you could just answer that for yourself, but for me, uh, as I was watching online, it was so, I, I was missing my, my church family. So, hey, um, once again, um, I, I just want to say thank you for all the encouragements and all the kind of the, hey, are you okay kind of text messages through this week. Anyways, before I begin, let me pray. Let, let me pray. Okay, guys, let's bow our heads and let me pray. Father God, I love the song that we sang this morning uh, about feeling the beat of your heart. And I know that, Lord, in order for us to do that, we need to disclose or, or shut away all the voices that, that is hammering in our lives and only listen and focus upon you. Father God, it is so good to be here together sitting right next to each other, hearing and sharing what's been happening in our lives, what concerns we have, sharing what we share like a family. And thank you, Lord, for being at the center of it all, the one who holds our lives together. And this morning, Father, we pray that would you speak and that we would listen. And just like that young boy, Samuel, we would echo his request. Speak, O oh Lord, for your servants are here. And that we pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hey, three weeks ago, Caitlin started off our sermon series by asking us this very question. Do we, do we treat our church like a hobby? Now, you know, I, I sat where Pastor Calvin is sitting back there. And I said to myself, man, what a bold question, right? Do we treat our church like a hobby? You know, I think uh, we, we owe God at least in honesty in answering that question. Now, if you haven't. And the answer is yes. Yes, I do. Yes, you do. Yes, we all do treat the church like a hobby. And as I said back there, listening to um, Caitlin asking that question, all of a sudden God kind of gave me this verse in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 through 14. And I looked it up, and this is what God said to me three weeks ago. About this, we have much to say. It, it is hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the world of righteousness, since he's like a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment, trained by the constant practice of distinguish good from evil. Do you guys know that God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him? Let me repeat that. God is most glorified in us 
when we are most satisfied in him. But you see, when we treat God as like a hobby, our foundation is turned into sand because we rely on God less and less and less. Which makes us more vulnerable to the enemy to snatch us like a thief in the night. You see, rather than running to him and being in his presence, being spiritually disciplined, when we treat God or church as a hobby, we undermine the value that the church is the bride and the body of Jesus, which was purchased by his precious blood to be his people, to receive his power, and to enjoy his presence, and to declare all the praises that he wants. You know, this morning as I was singing the first song, and what really spoke to me about it is that, do I feel the heartbeat of God? Do I feel the heartbeat of God? And in order for you to feel the heartbeat of God, you need to shun away all the voices that is clamoring down in your life. Have you ever sat in your bed, totally quiet, and all of a sudden you start to hear the, 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 the sound of your own heartbeat? Only we could do that when we are just totally and immersed in the silence. And when we actually listen to what God is saying to us. And so today, as we continue on with our sermon series, Better Together, I would like to ask you guys another question. Then, then, who needs the church? Better yet, why is the church better together? What's the answer? What's the biblical answer? Well, the real answer is, I need a church. You need a church. And we all need the church. You know, I want to share something that's been a deep conviction of mine for a long time. You see, as you read the book of Acts, and celebrate the fact that on the day of the Pentecost... About 3,000 and more, right? About, but first 3,000 came to know Jesus Christ. But today, but today, if you combine all the sub-Saharan Africa, South America, and Latin America, there's nearly a Pentecost every hour. But in the meanwhile, here, right here in the United States, we are closing 60 churches per week. Now, with all these kind of alarming statistics that the churches are facing, and this is a conviction that I have, is that I believe that the best days for the church are not behind us, but ahead of us. Let me repeat that. I believe the best days of the church is not behind us, but ahead of us. You see, quite often the churches do ministry from the past. We say things like, you know what, it was so much better in the old days. It was so much better in the past. We used to do it this way and it worked, but now it doesn't work. 
And we begin to reminisce about the yesteryears or the glory years. You know, in, in, in a Korean um, phrase, we have a phrase called latte. It's, yeah, it just sounds like the, the drink, the coffee drink, mocha latte, right? It sounds just like latte, but what it means is that when I was in the past, it used to be this way. That's what it means, latte. Okay, now you know a Korean word for today, right? Now, I believe, I believe that the best days for the church are not behind us, but ahead of us. And there are several reasons why I believe in this. You see, I believe that we're on a cusp of an opportunity because of what's happening in our culture for the church to become so needed and so relevant. And according to Dallas Willard, it's a book that we're reading, the staff are reading, Renovation of Heart. This is what Dallas Willard says. You know, it's really, really much worse situation outside the church than within. And just take a look, the daily news, the courts, law offices, community, family, educational, penal institutions. And you know what, I don't know if you guys ever watched the news or CNNs or YouTube or not. You know, there's a lot of shooting going on right now. And all these provide a constant outpouring of wrongness and wrongdoings that wells up from the malform of the human spirit, the mind, soul, the body, and the social context. But pretty much what Dallas Willis is saying, you know, it's, it's worse out there than in here. So then I'm going to ask you the question again, then why do we need the church? Well, the first reason why we need the church is because of his people. We need God's people. You see, every human being has some sort of a need to belong to a family, a group where they say, I I belong here. You see, a lot of us, all of us, we yearn for a community or a companionship. And the good old Bible says, or the good old Bible word that, that we sum up is the word fellowship. And that's exactly where we get this in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. And to the fellowship. Sociologically, people gravitated toward the groups. Groups that reflect our hobbies, value systems, culture, ethnicities. People in general love to gather in groups. Whether it's Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, some sort of a social clubs, people gravitated toward the groups. It's simply a basic needs that we all have. Ah, but there is a real reason why. There is a really, really a very basic reason why. Because God created us with the need to have relationships, community, and to long for companionships. And I believe this is precisely where the church needs to come in and can and should excel at this. Now, if you turn your Bibles to Psalm 68, verse 6, Psalm 68 
Okay, verse 6, it says, God sets the solitary in the families. Now, if you have your own Bibles, would you underline that? It's underlined in my Bible. I highlighted it. God sets the solitaries in families. Now, in other word, in other word, God's cure for isolations, loneliness, is to put people with his own people. And the church is the place where you want to come. And if you want to weep, somebody will come along and sit right next to you and just weep with you. Church is also a place where you're down and discouraged and when you need help, you'll be able to find the right kind of help as God brings the right kind of people. Two weeks ago, um, right after our 100th anniversary, I I was in San Francisco having dinner with a with an old friend that who came from Hong Kong and during the dinner time I had to be rushed to the ER because there was this sharp pain I, I've never experienced this kind of pain in my life I went to the ER and they told me that I was passing kidney stones now when I passed last Sunday as I was listening to Pastor Wayne's sermon it's, it was only this three millimeter this little small piece of rock could cause so much pain but I, I was in pain. You have no idea. Ask my wife. I was crying. I, I was crying. I, I, I clearly remember this. On Wednesday night, I think it was at 2 a.m., I was crying. I, I was dying. And my wife, I guess you know what, in her half asleep, she told me, be a man. <laughs> oh, man, I was so hurt. I, I, I was like, I was dying, I was crying, I was rolling on the floor, and my wife goes, be a man. Now, you know what? As the days prolonged, my pain just grew and grew and grew, and, and I felt so lonely and so pain, and, and I was going through all these, and all of a sudden I received a call from John. The conversation he and I had was pretty funny because he was hurting on the other side and I was hurting on this side. But you know what? Something just clicked as we were just kind of conversing about our pains because he was in pain, right? And I was in pain and somehow we just kind of connected. And I believe that there is no other place Though the organization that duplicate the kind of accountable community that you will be able to find in the church. Listen, you know, when I struggle with an issue, I don't feel the freedom to go down to the city hall and pour out my heart to a judge. Judge says, why are you here? You know, I'm having some problem with my marriage, sir. Or go down to your local Y or go down to your local laundromat and just share with anybody, right? You see, my heart is to pour out my heart with God's family because it works. And I do it because 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 22 commands it. You guys all know it, right? If one member body that suffers, all the members suffers. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice over it. Now, do you think that happens in your church, I mean your school, at your work, or at a civic group? Fat chance. You guys remember the last time you got promoted at work? Just kind of reminisce to your, your, your time frame. 
Did everybody rejoice with you in your department? I bet you not. They may have said, oh, congratulations, but inside, I mean, it's really, really competitive out there, isn't there? And that's why I say the best days are ahead of us because even though we live in a very, very complex, busy world, it's a world in which technology is exponentially growing, right? It's moving fast. I just can't believe that, you know, now pretty soon that we don't have to go to the doctors anymore. We could actually do it by over metaverse, right? But you wouldn't think that because of the modes of communication that we have with internets that people are sensing lack of human touch. I mean, just take a look what happened during COVID. These past two years, two and a half years, look what happened during COVID. And this is what people are crying for. And I believe that this is what the church can provide. See, we don't want more emails or text messages or messages in the Facebooks. What we really, really want is to -to face-to-face, eye-to-eye, touch of a real community. You know, one of the strengths that CLC holds is this concept of fellowship. And, you know, we are going through just the rooms of the houses, right? And today, I have the luxury of of giving you the kitchen. And most Asian American family, this is where most communication, this is where breaking of the bread happens. But let me tell you, fellowship is more than just breaking the bread together. It's the whole idea of loving one another, hosting one another, receiving one another, honoring one another, serving one another, instructing one another, forgiving one another, building up one another, encouraging and comforting one another, praying for one another, confessing our sins to one another, showing kindness to one another, sharing with one another, rejoicing with another, weeping with another, and restoring with another. You know, this week... um, it was 3 a.m. in the morning. I got up and looked at my email and someone from our congregation lost his father. And I just sat there reading his email. And just I just began to weep. God just, 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 it was pouring his heart. You see, all of this one another combines together. It paints a picture of the house of God who comes not only just into a building filled with customized programs, but a people who decides to lay down their lives to love one another and to serve one another. You see, I really believe the person who truly belongs to the Lord looks around, looks around for the needs, looks around the opportunity to serve. You see, that's a part of the character of the person. You see, reputation and characters are two different things. Reputation is what you do when everybody's looking. But character is what you do when no one sees. 
But the truth of the matter is, God sees. God always sees what's happening in the church. Now, now there's some of you guys might say, you know what, Pastor Ben, you know, it's really, really difficult to love that person. There's some people in the church, man, that is so difficult. Well, let me just say with all of the shortcomings, all of the problems as people with all the baggages that bring it to the kitchen table. But you know what? Still that this is a pretty good place to be. And I can't imagine raising my families. Now, my families are all, you know, grown up. But, you know, I seriously, I can't imagine raising my family anywhere else besides the church. I can't imagine getting the solid, truthful, accountable counsel from anywhere but the church. And I can't imagine getting real encouragements from anybody else besides the church. So that's why... We need the church because of God's people. The second reasons why I believe that why we need the church is because we need God's principle. We need God's principle. We need a steady dose of the truth that are exposed to us at least once a week, but hopefully more than once a week. Now, some of you guys are getting that more than once a week. I know that you guys are getting, you know, you have to have your own fellowships, Bible studies, which is good. But if there is one place where the truth ought to be very, very distinctively and unambiguously heard, it's the church. It's this place. Because 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15 says, this is what Paul says, the church of the living God is a pillar and the ground of the truth. You see, in another word, in a world cluttered with voices, cluttered with opinions of how we should live, what, what our values should be, how we should plan our lives, in the midst of all these voices and all these opinions, we need to hear that clarion call that cuts through all of them, and it says, thus says the Lord. It's not what I believe, it's not what the majority of the community believes, but what the Lord says, thus says the Lord. We need God's principle. And no wonder in Acts chapter 2, this very chapter that we have based our sermon series upon, and the early apostles and disciples gave themselves to the apostles' teachings. And Caitlin talked about that, right? Being devoted. Be devoted to the doctrines, the teachings of the apostles. Now, these two reasons that I just gave you, right? Of God's people and God's principle. These two factors, these two characteristics of every living organism. You know, every living organism have cells, right? It's comprised of cells. And if you guys are biology major or science majors, you guys know that cells need a couple things. Number one, they need each other. They need other cells to interact with. And number two, they need food. 
You see, when you give cells that, they just naturally reproduce. And so it is with the body of Jesus Christ. We need God's people, and we need God's principle for us to grow spiritually and physically. So we need God's people, we need God's principle, and thirdly, because we need God's purpose. That's why we need the church. That's why doing church together is much better because of God's purpose. You know, I think without fail, every human being's that I have ever met longs to know the purpose and the meaning of life. That's why we're here. You know, have you ever talked to a person trying to evangelize? Seriously, basic question they all ask is that, why am I here? What's the purpose of my life? Where am I going? Every purpose, every people that I've ever want, or met that want these deep questions to be answered. I mean, we would love to know because, you know, we're part of some great cause bigger than ourselves, which are, we are, right? And this is what the church should be. This is the greatest cause in all the world. Now, listen to me. If you are looking for some cause to get behind, you'll find no other greater cause than the forgiveness cause, the salvation cause. Or getting out the gospel cause. Because this cause is greater than any, um, you know, philosophical cause, greater than any political cause, greater than any societal cause. To know that you are part of God's plan and purpose and what I called it, the, the family business. Now, if you remember in Philippians, Paul wrote to the Philippian church in chapter 1, verse 3, he says, I always thank God for your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. You know what? Um, I kind of want to think of the church as a family partnership or family business, God's business. You see, God's business is all about getting people to know him, getting people to heaven. You see, you and I have become the child of God, and now he enlists you in this cause, in the purpose, in the meaning, that you are part of this family business. I mean, this is what motivated Jesus, isn't it? Like from a young child, he said to his mother, right? Don't you know that I must be about my father's business? You see, Jesus was motivated by his family business. I mean, the family business motivated him all the way through his life. And I believe that that should be our motivation. That should be our purpose. That, that we should be all around, caused to, to, caused around to, to this purpose. Why? Because it's the cause of God, which was the cause of Christ, which is the cause of the gospel. You see, our purpose is not to become big and strong and mighty and mega church. But the purpose of God's church on earth is to change one's life 
at a time through preaching the gospel. And if you could get one person as a Christian, you add another person, another person, another person, another person. Now soon, we have the multitude. And so the whole society was going to change because their hearts will begin to change. That's our purpose. That's our business. That's the reason why we need the body of Jesus Christ. And why doing the Father's business together is such a better thing. Pastor Calvin and I, we, we, we converse about, you know, lots of things. You know, they, they always give me a hard time about the Lakers and, and, and the Dodgers, but I, I remember the first time Pastor Calvin told me, you know, Pastor Ben, I, I get my greatest inspiration in the shower. And when I first heard that for the first time, I kind of giggled inside. I, I could just imagine Pastor Calvin washing his body and all of a sudden God speak to him. And I was like, man, that's kind of weird. You know, then all of a sudden, um, I didn't take a shower for like, I think five or seven days. And I remember a Sunday night taking a shower for the first time. It felt so good. And all of a sudden, God began to speak to me. Never happened in a shower. Now, I could give you a kind of a theological background why it's, 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 it's pretty good, but I'll, I'll tell a later time. But you know what? This, this is what God began to speak to me in the shower. On the day that I passed my stone, I was saying, hallelujah, right? Thank you, Lord. And all of a sudden, he began to speak to me. He says, Ben, you belong to the greatest company on earth. Hey, company? Ben, you belong to the greatest company on earth. First of all, we have a product that works universally, which is the gospel. It doesn't matter where you are. If you're in India or Indian Wells or Oakland or Auckland, New Zealand. I, by the way, I came up with that. Okay, guys. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Because it works in every day's life. Those people who are receptive. So we have a product that is so universal. You know something else about our company that makes us really, really cool? We have the greatest benefit package. You know what a great benefit package we have? We have the forgiveness from the past package. We have meaning and purpose for the present package. We have peace of mind for the future package. And do you know what else is so special about our company? Man, we have offices worldwide. You can go anywhere on the face of the earth. You could be in the Amazon jungle. You could be at whatever. You could go everywhere on the face of the earth. Even in the most persecuted countries like North Korea. And you'll find some form of a church, some group of God's people that meets everywhere right now. On the face of the planet. And finally, 
this is the best. We have the best retirement plan. You see, when after everything is over with, we have to face to face the fellowship with God. And that eternal reward will never stop. And that's why I believe that the church is not just a history. We have so much promises that we need to look for as we come together as God's people to learn about the God's principle and to enlarge what God has given us, the purpose of our life. And that's why I believe doing God's business, the church, is far better doing it together than doing it individually. People of God, you have no idea, as I sat in my bed watching you guys last Sunday, you have no idea the heart that was pouncing that I wanted to be with my family, this church family. And I pray for those of you guys who are online. You know what? Um, look, I was able to watch it and I was sick, right? And I know Pastor Wayne gave this, you know, sermon illustration about her sister in, 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 I forgot where, but great. But I really believe it's time for us to come together as body of Christ to do this family business together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are the architect of this group called the church. It was your idea. It was your plan. And it was what Jesus came to do after atoning. His purpose was to build a church upon his rock. And you said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. And so we understand honestly that you don't do any work in this world apart from the church. This is how you work. You work through your people. We are your hands. We are your feet. We are your mouthpiece. We are the expression of God's upon this earth. And I believe that's why it's so better. It's so better that the church isn't over because we have each other and we have your truth. And when we do together, we discover the meaning and the purpose of our lives, which I think is the greatest cause in this world, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, so we need a sense of your presence that comes when we gather together like this, where we encourage to do it regularly. Thank you, Lord, for this church, this local body of expression. And it is so satisfying to be part of CLC. And what a great family. And we pray that you will continue to have your hands on us as we kind of venture on and as we move on, would you just guide us and protect us? And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ben. 
We come to a time of communion now, and for those of you online and here, if you don't have a communion cup, our ushers will come around and give one to you. Not, they won't come to your house. Sorry about that, but uh, please do gather if you have a chance uh, to gather elements to take communion together. As Pastor Ben was talking, I was thinking about you know, the benefits of the church, and sometimes it's easy for us to talk about um, all the holes in the church that we see and many of us have experienced. But there is this beauty of being part of God's family. And the beauty that I think most of us could attest to is that we're all facing in the same direction together. As different as we are, as strange as sometimes we can be uh, in a, in a church— we all are facing towards Jesus. Um, this is very different because the Savior uh, and the God that we know who came down to earth and walked among us uh, modeled a very different life, and this is one of sacrifice. And one of the few things he asked us to do that transcends culture was to come to his table and to partake and to remember what the central part of our faith is, is that Christ died in our place. And that is our focus. Every principle that Pastor Ben talks about is grounded within the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so this morning we remember that. The God who formed you and me and created us loves you to a place where while we were still enemies, Christ died for us. And so as before we take the elements, could we just take a moment? If there's anything that's blocking you from the Father, maybe it's um, resentment, anything, it's guilt, busyness, anger, um, just put that before the Father's feet. Put that, lay that down as a picture before Christ. Um, And even if it's just to say, I don't know what to do with it, but I want to give it to you. So let's just take a moment and thoughtfully um, inspect our hearts to say, Father, is there anything that I need to give to you? And then we'll partake together. night Jesus was betrayed he he took the bread and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples his body broken for them broken for us he took our place let's partake in the bread remembering that Jesus loves you and takes your place same way he he took the cup this is the blood of Jesus this blood spilt on Calvary that washes away 
all of our wrongdoings, every time we turn away from the Father, Jesus says how he comes after you and me. Everybody who is completely lost, he says, I never give up on them. And this blood, the blood of the new covenant, covers all of our wrongdoings. He cherishes you and me. And this is what makes us as a church body different. Because if a God can love us like this, maybe we can experience his love here together. Let's partake in the cup together. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your life. Thank you for your broken body, for your love for the Father and being obedient when you didn't have to, yet you did. Pursue us all the way to the cross, and we celebrate that. Thank you for that gift. May the love that you have for the Father, for the love that you have that was displayed on the cross, as Pastor Ben spoke this morning, might that be displayed within uh, your body, the church. And we love you. Thank you for your kindness to us. Uh, We so, so appreciate the fact that you took all of the steps towards us. And we pray this in your powerful name, Jesus. Amen.
Announcements. Obviously, uh, before we're leaving, we have uh, prayer in the back. If you feel like you want somebody to bless you or there's something that's on your heart, um, uh, there'll be uh, our prayer ministers there. And as always, um, with, uh, with any gifts or tithes or offerings, uh, you can do that on, online on the, on the website. I um, wanted to give a quick update. Um, uh, there's been uh, a flurry of activity underneath the, uh, underneath the waters here, and uh, um, we've entered into a process that we normally wouldn't do. As you know, for the last few years, uh, we as a congregation have been um, looking and thinking about uh, different places to meet and even buying property. And, um, uh, and this kind of even came to a head during the pandemic when coming back uh, to SDA, we knew that uh, we couldn't really eat here. We couldn't have our children here. And we said, boy, these are just foundational DNA things that, that make uh, our CLC community up. And so um, we have been looking and exploring properties. In fact, we've looked at one in Berkeley that is uh, just really interesting to us. And, and um, uh, you know, the, the staff and elders uh, board have, have looked at it. Uh, and then here at the end of... Uh, the end of June, uh, we got notice from SDA after 27 years they're going to be doing construction, and the denomination said, you can't have anybody in the building when you do this. And so even the church, we found out, it seemed very abrupt to us, but they were like, we're meeting here, why can't they meet here? So I think the, 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 uh, the board of this church and the pastors were even shocked that they had to ask us to leave. It puts us on a three-month uh, now two months, uh, um, you know, trajectory that we will have to find a new place to meet. Um, a week uh, before, about a week before our 100th anniversary, uh, a new prop- a property popped on the market. Uh, and a church up on, right, in Oakland Hills up off 580. Um, it's priced in very, very reasonably. And, um, and sure enough, there was a lot of activity on it. Uh, we were able to view it and within two or three days went to the board and said, look, if this would be a viable property for us as a church, we need, uh, we need to move on it, which is not really probably the process we would want. We want much, we want more of us as a congregation together. And so, uh, the board agreed and said, let's, 
let's put an offer in on this property, knowing that we would have 30 days, or we even wrote it up, 45 days to actually back out of the deal. It wouldn't cost us anything. And we say if we were able even to get it, then as a congregation, we could actually look at it, view it, have a month and a half conversation on it, and still walk away without it costing anything. Uh, Sure enough, other uh, um, had a number of offers uh, come in, uh, including ours. And uh, last week, we found out that they chose our offer to go forward. So... Uh, there, yeah, yeah, it's, so it's really cool now. Wait till you see it and go, you know, uh, but, uh, no, it's, uh, there's some really great things about the property. There's a lot of questions about the property and, um, we're, uh, fortunate right now. The denomination is putting all the signatures. So we will hopefully sign the contract this next week and then our 45 days will start and we will do the inspections. And so we wanted to catch, we wanted a to bring this up, put it in your laps and go, maybe you've heard this rumor. Uh, we, we wanted the opportunity to be able to get to this place. Um, and it's happened in, in short, in, in just such short order. Like seeing it and all of a sudden going into contract within a literally a week. And a book that, for me, it's been fun just to see that bookend around the hundredth year. Uh, there was a sweetness that I got to experience at the hundredth anniversary, knowing how many of you and how many people have been here at CLC, uh, and to experience that, to watch that history. And at the same time, it was almost the sweetness of the father to feel like all these dominoes are falling very quickly, and this could be a tremendous opportunity. We still need to seek the father's face on this. Uh, sometimes God opens up a door, and it means, right, for us, it doesn't mean it's easygoing. It actually means that we roll up our you know, sleeves and we get to work on what the father's called us to, right? Um, and so we're entering into this really fun period of discernment. And so we would first and foremost be asking you to be praying, uh, to talk this amongst your family. Uh, two weeks from now, uh, we, after church, are going to have like an open house up there. We'd like to have a couple of them. So knowing that people in the summer travel uh, and do a lot of information, uh, we would love your full engagement on this. Um, and uh, But as a church community, that we could come together and say, yes, this is where the Father is calling us. And so um, so we'd ask to be praying at 7900 Mountain Boulevard. It's legitimately, you come off of 580 and you pull into the parking lot. Um, and so, uh, uh, again, uh, it's... Uh, uh, if you want to, if you want to go by and walk around the property, you can do that. Um, and, uh, and, uh, so, uh, we'll be, uh, we'll be looking forward to that process. Uh, right now, that's, that's where we're at. There's not a lot of other information to share, but, uh, we did want to kind of be transparent with this is what's happened. And, uh, we do look forward to two weeks for, for everybody seeing it and then, uh, kind of going into the next level of conversations and, uh, and finding out, uh, you know, kind of starting to frame up all the questions that we need to ask. Anyways, uh, we, we'd appreciate that on you. So let me, uh, let me pray, uh, as we are dismissed. Um, Father, thank you for this, uh, opportunity. Uh, you know, uh, meeting places, uh, having a meeting place is a, is a great thing. We know our brothers and sisters around the world, uh, that you love, uh, meet in just the most amazing places from homes to under trees. Um, and in the Bay Area, you know what we need in our, our, our community. 
And so, Father, we, we just, as, as we start this process, Father, we, we place this in your lap. Would you confirm it through all of us here and our brothers and sisters? Would you give us your insight? Would you reveal what we need to reveal? And would you confirm what you are confirming, Holy Spirit? Uh, but if this is from you, we ask that uh, you would continue to move uh, swiftly before us. Um, uh, you know, what Pastor Wayne said at the 100th is true. Uh, it's your church, not our church. So uh, we ask that as we as we consider these things, we know we have to go someplace, Father. Um, that it's your church. You you lead us. Uh, we want to faithfully follow you. Uh, we're excited to what you'll be doing, and uh, we ask that uh, you would allow each of us to hear you loudly in this process. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great afternoon. Thank you. 